Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. Steve Thompson here. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. Good to see you both. Great uh, to have you in studio as always, Doug. And I'll tell you what, this Windows 7, a lot of people are buzzing about this. What's going on with Windows 7? What do I do? Is this going to be a Windows XP scenario as uh, the support wanes and as Microsoft probably wants to get people out of Windows 7. Yeah, you know, I I really am going to be keeping my eye on to make absolutely certain that there aren't a bunch of security issues coming up here. I think that Windows 7 is a mature operating system. If you can cut the umbilical cord between you and Microsoft completely and you have a commercial antivirus uh, malware bytes, of course, would be my first choice because I love them guys. And, but there's a lot of competent antivirus and anti-malware. I think you're going to be okay moving forward. Now, with that said, we live in a world of a lot of uncertainty. You don't want to be relying on that to be your only point of data saving. You and I talk about that all the time. Back up, get copies, use something up in the clouds, an external hard drive, DVD, One should have a minimum of three copies of anything that's important. There's just no reason not to. Just in case. Just in case. And, of course, we always have the alternative of shifting to a Linux system, which has been highly, highly successful and moving right along. Um, I had a new computer in that wouldn't take an older version of Linux Mint, but the newer version popped right in, worked its way around the universal extensible firmware, Everything worked. It's just beautiful. So back to Windows 7, though. Once again, you have a Windows 7 machine. Don't fret. Um, Once again, you probably need uh, some sort of uh, antivirus. Um, You probably want to stop the updates. Is that correct? Moving forward? And I'm, I'm hoping to have time in the next two weeks to update my website to give people some advice on how to... Really, okay. really locked down Windows 7. Um, and my website, truthfully, is is appallingly out of date. So this is way overdue, and i got to get it done in the next few days. Uh, but that's, that's going to be the big thing. Nonetheless, let's save that data just in case something goes wrong. And if you don't want to move to Windows 10, there's always the, the alternative of Linux. I, I think a lot of people are going to rush out and buy new computers. And I just... Um, I, I just can't think in those terms. I, I think that we need to keep this equipment rolling and keep it going as long as possible, and, and I think you should be okay. Of course, security, just common sense security, uh, passwords on your Wi-Fi. Uh, now, Comcast, Xfinity, and CenturyLink are doing a tremendous job of doing on their side, their end. But if we start clicking on stuff, it will bypass those routers. But... If you're not sure, do some research before you download it and install it. 
But I think Windows 7, especially if you have Windows 7 Professional, just a tremendous operating system. Run, 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 run. I, I, I think you should keep it. I, I like Windows 7. Let's get the uh, numbers out there. If you want to talk to Doug, 651-989-9226. That's good if you want to talk to Doug and have a question answered on the air. Or if you want to text us, phone or text 651-989-9226. And uh, we invite your calls, and this show is all about those texts. You talked about backups again. Uh, We go through this regularly. Uh, A lot of people say, hey, thanks for the advice. Uh, I'm so glad I backed up uh, my photos and my important documents uh, because I had a problem. Or I spilled a beverage on my laptop. Whatever. Um, This is something, it's a little bit cool. It's a little bit rainy today. Uh, Maybe you're not out in the yard. Maybe you're not out and about. Come up with a plan to back up that data. Oh, no doubt. And I can assure you, Steve, I'm seeing much less of that than I did even a year ago or two years ago. So people are getting the message. And again, there really is no reason not to have several copies. Everybody on the planet should have a Gmail account, and that's going to give you disk space. If you happen to be an Apple customer, you have iCloud account. There's a savings, and Apple Apple really goes the extra mile. They will actually sync your data between multiple devices. Now, I believe that one has to use a little caution and learn exactly how that syncing is taking place and what's being synced? You don't want a small device that doesn't have enough storage space attempting to sync with a uh, an iMac desktop, for example, that's got a couple of terabit hard drive. That can cause some friction. But if you take a little bit of time, there are so many up-in-the-cloud features that there's really no reason why people don't have a minimum of three copies. Yeah, and this is a no-brainer, but it's my favorite trick If there's something I absolutely positively don't want to lose, I email it to myself. I've got an old Yahoo account. I've got a Gmail account now that I've had since 2011. Um, I email it to both accounts. You know, if, if it's a photo or it's a doc that I absolutely positively have to have. And here's the deal. What are the odds that Yahoo and Gmail are going to have problems and lose that dog. Oh, good luck with that. That's almost, well, yeah. you know, you can't find perfect in this world, but that's about as close to making absolutely certain you're perfectly covered that I've heard. I love that idea. Yeah, and it, it's so low tech, it's so simple, but the idea of if you absolutely positively have to have it. Now, granted, it's out in the clouds. It's not not something hard and fast like maybe a DVD if you burn a DVD and throw it in a safe deposit box or something like that. But it's pretty close. It, it works for me. I sleep better at night knowing that really important stuff, you know, the, those key photos are saved in that way. Uh, you know, one thing we really should mention, because I did have a guy call me uh, last week after the show. He says, you know, I'm trying to email my data. He says, and it's not going through. I said, what now? And come to find out, he was attempting to email to his own account. An email server just can't relate to that. What you're talking about is a great solution. You have one email address probably at your work, and then you actually email those important documents or whatnot, pictures, 
to a separate email address at home. Yeah. That way it goes right through and no problem at all. But email servers generally are set up to where they will not email to themselves to prevent looping. Can't have machines doing things that will just coincide and continue. Yeah, but so, one account to another, oh, it's, it's really, really a solid way to go and works for me. But uh, there are a lot of good paid services that will do backups for you as well. And we talk about that a lot on the program as well. The number again, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Call or text. Works for both. Let's go to the phones. Rick, you're on the air. Hello, Rick. Hi, say, Doug, uh, I think it was maybe two years ago, there was some articles both in the Star Tribune and on TV that they were working on a way where they felt that they could make DSL actually faster than cable. Uh, What happened to that? Uh, You know, here's the thing. CenturyLink now, depending upon your area, is actually offering a gigabit. It's not available throughout their whole system. But 1,000 megabits per second is about as fast to Internet as you will see for sale. That's right there with the Google Fiber. Now, one thing I'd like to mention, though, you can have a gigabit Internet at your house. There's so little equipment across the web that will actually facilitate that speed. You're probably going to not see that gigabit come to 100% ever. Now, but your end, you definitely will not be waiting. And a gentleman in West St. Paul just recently told me that CenturyLink set him up with a gigabit internet for $85 a month. Wow. That's an incredible deal. Um, I, of course, called CenturyLink, and it's not available. I can get a 40 megabit, which I'm considering. Uh, it just, um, yeah, it, just be aware that if you get that gigabit, now, if you got 50 people on this Internet, would be great for a small business that's got 25, 30 people on the Internet all day long. It would be wonderful. But just be aware, in the home, I personally think it might be a bit overkill. But for $85 a month, you can't go wrong. Yeah, you can do all sorts of video, and you could have live gaming going on exactly. if someone in the house likes that sort of thing. Um, that gives you a lot of options. That's a lot of bandwidth. By the way, our number is 651-989-9226. Good for a call or a text. We're going to take a break. We've got the text line starting to fill up, and we have folks waiting on the phone lines as well. We'll go to Ron right out of a break. It is Tech Talk with Doug on a Saturday here at CCO. Welcome back. Tech Talk on a Saturday. We're here each and every Saturday between 1 and 2 o'clock. Sports schedules permitting. Doug Swinhart in studio. I'm Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is the program producer. Our number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. That's good for calls and texts. Let's get back to Windows 7. There's a lot of confusion about this. Windows 7 is going to be fine well into 2020 and beyond. There's been some articles out there that says, oh, you won't be able to use it after January. That's not true. I think that, you know, too much gloom and doom. Uh, you, You bought a computer. It had an operating system. Now, I'm not totally clear on all of the licensing that's going into the major feature updates with 10. I, I know that 
it looks to me like Microsoft is pushing towards a monthly subscription or an annual subscription so, you know, to generate that cash flow coming in all the time. That, that's what it looks like to me. But your Windows 7 license, as long as you have your computer, yeah, you may not be able to get free support from Microsoft. Microsoft is no longer going to further develop any type of security fixes. But here again, if you're careful, if you're cautious, if you've got your machine configured properly, you should be okay. I still have a couple of people using Windows XP. They will even very carefully go on the Internet from time to time. It's not recommended for most users. There's a lot of things that you got to lock down, but it can be done. Your Windows 7 is not just going to shut down one day, January 2nd, and say, oh, sorry, you can't boot this anymore. It's not, it's not how it works. Yeah, and it took a long time to wind down Windows XP. Still going. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, in, in the U.K., there are many, many businesses, several emergency outfits that they're not, they have no plans to update from XP ever, ever. So, and Microsoft is facilitating some. I, I don't know exactly all the ins and outs of that, but um, I, I'm sure they have to be behind some a semblance of a strong firewall. Now, there would be a case where a VPN connection would really shine. Because that takes away all the pressure of what could get in that shouldn't. Uh, but there's, uh, yeah, you're good to go. I like Windows 7. Always have and probably will for many decades to come. Phone number again, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Let's bring in Ron in Minneapolis. Ron, thanks for waiting. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy weekend and go Twins. Hey, there you go. What's up? All right, two-part question, please, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. I have three Comcast emails, one Gmail. On the Comcast side of things, I continue, continue to get these junk emails going into my main R2R Comcast uh, account. And so two questions here regarding this topic is how can you, or can you control those? And if you opt out of these crappy emails, are you going to get more emails? And then two, I was told that you can create. And by the way, I'm not. I don't have this issue with Gmail, but I was told that you can create additional Gmail accounts with the same email address at the Comcast.net. Is that true? And well, it, it's uh, that. It, that's not exactly how that works. When you are in your Gmail account, go into settings and take a look at accounts. You can actually configure Gmail to pop your Comcast email into Gmail, and that way it gets cleaned. One caveat here. When we set up a Gmail account, it always requests an alternate email address. If that Comcast account is the alternate address for Gmail, then that won't work. But you could actually create a second Gmail account and then place those underneath that account and you'd be good to go. But that can be, that's probably your outlet. And if you want to give me a call next week, we can discuss a little bit more that you can do with Comcast, whitelist, blacklist, that kind of thing, but it is manual. I do appreciate you mentioning one thing. You unsubscribe from a service, 
So you think you're not going to get any more, and you get bombarded from 200 other companies. That I found to be really annoying. You are better off, instead of trying to use their system to unsubscribe, just put a filter. And, and Google and Gmail is called a filter. Just delete it as it's coming in. Now it's gone. You've not given them permission to release your name anywhere else if that's what we're doing. Yeah, they, I'm kick, not it sure. in, they, they kick it into your spam folder and you, don't, you aren't bothered. Actually, when you create a filter the way that I just mentioned, sure. it never hits your email box. It hits this sender and it goes, bam, you're deleted. And, ah. and when you do that, if you mark in Gmail, you mark it as spam, it, Gmail will always ask you, report abuse, and they check them all out, every one of them. And if they find that that email address has, a, I don't know what the number is, a specific number of abuse accusations, they'll actually blacklist it from even getting into the Gmail server. So, yeah, this is a, this is a difficult area trying to control your spam. And I do know that Comcast Xfinity is working on it as hard as they can, but this is a lot of effort. And Gmail, they really got it down pat. And I'm not sure. They just have the resources. They just get her done. All right, let's go to Dean in St. Paul. Dean, you're on Tech Talk. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, I've got a Windows 7 computer, a home built, that just started looping. Um, it, it seems to be a Windows 7 loop. You know, it'll come up, the splash screen will come up with that little four-color uh, flag, and, and then it'll go to a black screen and then wait a little while and come back back to Windows again. I think this has to do with some update that is stuck. You may want to try, if you can find, I think it's still available, uh, get on another computer, go to google.com, and in the search, type in GWX control panel and download. It's a free program. And it actually comes in two forms. One you install and one's a portable. Just use the portable. Restart this computer, attempt to go into safe mode by tapping your F8 key right after your company logo. Hopefully you can get into safe mode with or without networking, shouldn't matter. If you can, run that GWX and take a look in there and clear out your update cache and shut off your updates and just take a look through there. It's a pretty simple program. That might take care of it. In addition, I'm not so certain that this might not be hardware. A hard drive that starts to go in the boot sector, if you've got some bad sectors on your drive, this is the same type of behavior you'll get from that as well. Um, And if you have trouble with that, give me a call next week, and we'll get that thing diagnosed and get you rolling, get you back up and running, no time flat. Quick break. We've got the weather, and then uh, more of your calls and texts. 651-989-9226. It is Tech Talk with Doug on a Saturday here at CCO. 135 here on a Saturday. It's Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. We have a ton of texts. 651-989-9226. We have some phone lines open. Same number. 651-989-9226. Nine two two six. All right, Doug. Let's go to that text line and get started there. Uh, can I add a CenturyLink email to my Chromebook Gmail account, or can I only use Gmail? 
Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, here again, if you just open up Gmail and go to accounts, um, you can. It's, it talks about importing. But you are actually going to continue to update that account. Um, in Gmail, it will create a folder um, <clears throat> that will say CenturyLink, and you can get your mail right in Gmail Right on a Chromebook or a Mac or anything else. Yeah, it worked just fine. Yeah, they, they make it super easy to have all your email accounts flow into one if need be, if you want that. Now, some people want to keep their work email strictly separate from their personal email. I get that. And there are some workplaces that require you keep your email separate. Well, and in addition to that, if you did not want to convolute the two email accounts sure. or if perhaps the CenturyLink was the alternate email recovery email for your Gmail account, you always have the ability to open up a web browser be it Google Chrome or Brave or Mozilla Firefox or whatever and just go to the CenturyLink web-based system. I mean, it, it's there. Uh, log in and your mail will come across to your browser just like your Gmail comes into your browser. So yeah, there's a uh, there's no reason you have to give up something to have a Chromebook. Not at all. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. I actually recommended Chromebooks to three different people who wanted me to help them buy computers this week, and I it's the best computer for them. Well, all I do is I get on the internet and I watch some videos, and you know I send my email, and you know that's I'm retired now, so that's that's all I plan to do. That's it. The only thing I've done on my computer for a month. Well, it's a no brainer. Spend two three hundred dollars and you got a nice Chromebook, a nice Chromebook. Yeah, the keyboard, a big keyboard. Like I said, I've had the same one for years. I have it in my bag right now. My wife got a newer model, same HP Chromebook. She's happy. She's happy with this thing for what she uses it for. And she's in education. She's in education too, right? Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, she's at one of the schools that have almost she completely support, support converted- staff. Yeah, and she's Support almost, staff. and they've almost completely converted to Chromebooks for the students in the classes, right? Yeah, yeah, right. that's wonderful. Many Chromebooks in operation for sure in her school district. Um, is there a way to restore a com- from our text line? By the way, is there a way to restore a computer to factory default without losing files, photos, etc., losing your data? Um, this gets back to it's always a good idea to have. A backup, especially if you're fooling around with factory restores, etc. If I was worried about that, I actually, before I ever started, I would run down to Micro Center and I would get a Samsung solid state drive. They're cheap. They're a little more expensive than the rest of them, but they are, in my opinion, the top of the heap. With Samsung, you can go to their site and you can download data migration and do a complete hard drive mirror. Once that's done, put your solid-state drive in and have fun playing. And no no matter what happens, your original drive is completely intact. Now, back to their original question. Depending upon the manufacturer, some manufacturers, when you did a factory restore, would actually come up and ask you, save data or go right back to the way you got it from day one. And it will create a partition provided you have enough drive space And you'll have access to that, just not through the normal access methods. You'll actually have to open up Windows Explorer and then recopy your files, whatever you want to save, to your new profile. But, yeah, it's doable. But, yeah, if you're even got an inkle about that, spend, I'm going to guess, 
A 250 gig Samsung, I think, is like 60 bucks. You just can't go wrong. Yeah, and that that's true with your phone as well. Be very careful when you're playing around in the settings. And I know this is true on an iPhone. Uh, and I have an iCloud account, and they wanted to upsell me because I've used X amount of the free storage. Oh, sure. And I couldn't believe how cheap it was. Yeah. To go from like five gigs or whatever it was to 50, it was like really, really cheap. Well, I couldn't believe it. This, how do they do that? This this particular part of IT is highly competitive. Now, you know the prices with Google now. It's just dirt cheap. Just dirt yeah. cheap. And I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say that Google is driving down these prices, but I'm certain they're a motivator. But this is a part of the industry that once it's set up, even for the sellers, this is completely automated. Once their equipment's paid for, well, okay, it's like pennies from heaven for them. So, yeah, it's going to be competitive. But I, but I know on phones, the point being is um, going back to factory, you've got to be wary of that on any device. Oh, yeah. You know, restored default settings, et cetera. That's kind of an area where you better be careful what you do there. Exactly. Now, with, uh, with the Google Play Store and you've connected your Android device, if you're using the Google Play Store, the Google Play Store actually maintains a list of what apps you have. And after you do a factory restore, you can pick and choose what to take or what not to take. And Apple has the exact same thing. So many there's different methods to get this thing done. But, yes, I think that you should, when in doubt, do some research and learn. A lot of stuff going on in the background when you're doing that kind of thing. And thank you so much for the text. It's a wonderful text. Yeah, it is a good one. 651-989-9226 is our phone number and our text number. Uh, we have phone lines open right now, so it's a great opportunity to call because inevitably at the end of the program we're not able to get to everyone. So now is a good time to call the program. Um, here's another one from our text line, and thank you for all the great text today. Uh, can I transfer docs from an older Dell laptop to a Chromebook? How would I go about doing that? Say, for instance, I have Word or Excel spreadsheets, that sort of thing. You know, there's actually a couple of ways to do it. Once you get your Chromebook, if you didn't previously have a Gmail account, it'll walk you right through on how to do how to update it. You do need one oh, yeah. for a Chromebook. Oh, you, you absolutely have to have it. Yeah. Uh, once you have that Gmail account established on your Chromebook, go back to the old computer if it's on the Internet. Log into your Gmail account, open up Google Drive, drag them and drop them, done. If you don't have Internet access, you can take a USB flash drive or an external hard drive. I have yet to see a Chromebook that doesn't have some semblance of an external port to connect a drive and just do a copy. Copy it right up to the cloud. Piece of cake. Great text, though. Great text. Yeah, excellent, uh, as always. 651-989-9226. I purchased a new neat scanner with QuickBooks only to learn it's no longer supported. Um, Is there a way I can get the software uh, to be able to use the scanner with QuickBooks. Uh, and the, it's one of those scanners where you scan in the receipts, et cetera. You yeah, know the drill. Yeah, this is um, this is a difficult thing for people. They see something on sale, possibly at a wholesale store or something, and it's new. Well, it's really, really cheap 
Yes, we know it sold for $400 when it first came out. And today you bought it for $19. Sounds like a great deal. But the problem with that is, is as Windows has shored up security, for example, and added features and changed the program of the operating system, the initial drivers are no longer effective. You might want to run a search to see if there's anything in the Linux environment that will allow you to connect that. If I'm not mistaken, the NEAT software is a Windows-reliant software, but I think you can actually use a program on the Linux side called Wine that will emulate a Windows operating system and let you run. I've run into this. I can't remember exactly the ins and outs. Uh, Give me a call next week. We'll see if we can get you taken care of. And by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. And it's really a cool concept. I've seen the ads uh, for Neat where it's kind of like as far as, you know, doing your tax returns, you get a receipt somewhere and instead of trying to put it in a folder, you scan it in, you can organize it. It is a great idea. Well, it really was. And I I think it was a little bit ahead of its time. For sure. Uh, You know, when you're taking a scan, uh, that is a a dot for dot for dot. And you are actually converting that dot to uh, a digital text. And then you're feeding it into a database. A lot of stuff going on there. Yes. As cool as it was, I don't think that Neat actually ever got it 110% perfected. But when I say that, I can almost guarantee there are very few things that we work with in technology. That's 110% perfected. There's always going to be some little anomaly, different types of hardware, different types of configurations. There's just a lot of things going on in in those systems. But... I, I I think if you center, just get really centered, you can make it work. But it's going to cost a little bit of time for sure. Here's a great text. I want to thank you for recommending Tech Dump. I got rid of an old desktop and a monitor. They were very professional and helpful. I love your show. And we haven't brought up uh, Tech Dump. It's a nonprofit here in the Twin Cities. Uh, TechDump.org, uh, Golden Valley, St. Paul. Uh, they'll recycle your equipment. Some things they charge a little bit for. Go to their website, check it out. Uh, we've had uh, the people associated with Tech Dump. As a matter of fact, we should do that again soon. Oh, absolutely. Have them back on the show. Absolutely. This organization, top, top shelf. Top shelf. It's a nonprofit. Uh, they, they hire the handicap. Uh, they're helping out vets, and they're doing a really, really good job. And... They are actually taking computers that people are throwing away and recycling them. And what that means is some of the parts are actually melted down to do whatever they're going to be doing with them, but they'll actually create new computers. And they have at least one outlet, I think two, and you can buy a nice machine and save a ton of money. And they do good work. You, I, I agree, Steve. I just don't think we can say enough good things about Tech Dump. Yep. It's, a, it's an organization that's homegrown here in Minnesota and the Twin Cities that we really should all take some serious pride in. Yeah, techdump.org. Excellent people. Yep, Golden Valley or St. Paul, go to the website. Here's a quick story. I have a full-time job during the week, and we have uh, a big container where we put old monitors, stuff that's broken down, old computers, et cetera. And every now and then, um, we need to get rid of that stuff. 
They came out. Yeah. Tech Tump came out, picked it up. Some of the stuff was free. Some of the stuff we had to pay a nominal fee. We got rid of a lot of stuff. It was under $200 yeah, for you're gonna... them to pick up the stuff. It was phenomenal. Yeah, you know, just just considering what you paid for, and if you had to wait until the recycle drives, and even then, sometimes you got to pay at the recycle centers, at yeah. the county recycle. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that you were way, way ahead of that game. Yeah. And the fact that they came out, went through it all, and I'm sure – they handed you the amount of money up front before you said, yep, go ahead. That, that's oh, just no, the way they operate. Just They're just, just tremendous people. So quick break. We'll come back with more. Here's the number, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. That's good for a call or a text here on the CCO. Nine minutes now in front of two. Uh, it's gone quick today on Tech Talk. It always does. We're in Saturday. Sports schedules permitting between 1 and 2 o'clock. Always great to see Doug Swinhart. And, of course, uh, the phone number is 651-989-9226. The text line's really been busy today. Well, let's get uh, to some other things going on on our tech line. Our, uh, text line. I've been getting calls from an Apple Inc. number. They tell me I have a serious problem with my iCloud accounts. When I tell them I don't have anything that Apple, the line goes blank. Yeah, that's... Anything to be worried about? Well, not for this individual. No. But, uh, yeah, this is... Apple actually sent out notices uh, to, uh, to their actual users telling people that th- th- this is not them. What they want is they are phishing for your password. Once they get to that, see, the Mac operating system and the iOS for the phone system is extremely difficult to corrupt and to hack into. And the only way they can do it is to get in through some legitimate door. So, yeah, this is – we all need to be suspicious when somebody calls up and says, I'm Microsoft, I'm Apple, I'm from Mac, I'm from HP, I'm from Dell. It's just almost unheard of. Your bells and whistles and red lights should be flashing and dinging until you get on the Internet and run a search. And if necessary and you've got the time, call the company and find out. You're probably going to find out that this is a scam in the in the works. And they want to know about it as well. You, yeah. You're doing them a favor if you hang up the phone and you get a hold of whoever it is out there fishing uh, for information. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and we've talked about it from time to time. Um, very, very rare for a company like that to call anybody. The only circumstance where it may happen, your Internet service provider may call you, but that's pretty easy to circle back around and check on that. Still be very wary of anyone calling you. And, you know, i got to be honest tell you, it's been years since I've heard anybody's computer was that corrupted. That's back when... Little malware and viruses were getting into people's computers, and sure. they were shipping out emails and using that particular Internet connection as a jump point. And the Internet provider went, wait a minute. This guy had this Internet for X amount of months, used X amount of bandwidth, and now all of a sudden, yesterday, it jumped up 150 times his normal usage. Something's wrong. And they will then call. But it's been years since I've 
heard of an internet service provider doing that. And that speaks to what the ISPs are doing, preventing it from ever even getting started. But yeah, that's a that's a good point. It's just not going to happen. Their their lifestyle is just like yours and mine. We're all running to try to keep up, and they're just not going to take the time to do that. To the phones we go, Wendy and Edina. Wendy, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Um, I was wondering, number one, I've got a MacBook Pro. Sure. And I'm trying to change my uh, default browser, and I don't know how to do it. And uh, It depends on which OS you have. But uh, give me a call either after the show today, and um, or you can leave your phone number with Jonathan, and I can call you. Um, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, you can do that. It's it's easy enough to. Most operating systems like Windows and the browsers themselves will have a setting that you can go into. Um, if that doesn't there, I'm going to have to dig around and do some work. MacBook Pros, by the way, really hold their value. I really like those machines. You got a winner. Um, but yeah, if you can't figure that out within the browser, uh, give me a call and we'll, uh, if, as long as you got administrator access, I'm sure you do, we'll get that taken care of in minutes. Now we brought up multiple browsers for Windows machines, uh, Internet Explorer, not much of a fan, but uh, uh, Mozilla Firefox, Google Chrome, the old standbys, there's other great browsers out there. Same thing's true with the Mac. It comes with Safari, but it's always good to have another browser or two on the Mac as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I do know on the Mac, I actually installed the Brave browser on several Macs, and the first time I opened up the Brave browser, it asked me, set as default, and Ooh. I just did it. Now, I, I should mention as well, Apple does a tremendous job with the Safari browser. It's a great browser. Now, with that said, if it's starting to get clunky and slowing down and give yourself a way to go, you can. Uh, you, you, it can be done. Um, and thank you so much for the call. All right. Uh, speaking of Doug's phone number and email, now is the time. We're out of time. Jeez, it went uh, fast. Yeah. How, how do people reach you, Doug? Thank you. 651-552-9543, WCCOTech.com, WCCOTECH.com, 651-552-9543. And thank you all so much for the good day. Yeah, great to visit with you, Doug. We'll see you next week as we move along here in August. 72, cloudy officially. Could be a shower in your neighborhood, and it looks like that rain's going to move out uh, later in the day and this evening. Sunday looks great. We'll have more at 2, the news and the weather. Then we'll get the very latest on the new hands-free law here in the state of Minnesota from the Department of Public Safety. Stick around for that here on CCO. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.